let me know when you're ready. It's been. I, I I know. This is all I wasn't. I was not. I know. I wasn't asking you. I don't do edits. I. <laughs> so. Hey everybody! Welcome to another corner conversation on the Book of John. We are on week number twenty-six of our series, looking at the process that John is walking us through today. John chapter fifteen sixteen and uh, the idea of dealing with suffering. Do your best. I will do my best. We're recording. Here That's we are. Great. Back at it. Happy yes, birthday, Sam. Scott. Happy Scott's birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Scott, what's your most memorable birthday of the last decade? Uh, it'd probably be today because it's pretty immediate. Because it's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it. I feel do, like you, do you, what, at what age or what season of life did birthdays not have a feeling it like does a birthday have a feeling for you no did it ever um i i liked not being surprised or like i don't want to party but that's always been me oh man we got something planned for you oh get out of here (laughs) i got surprised on my 21st and i hated it really i got surprised sometime in my 20s by joy and i hated it a lot less because it was your wife? Or did you have special wife. grace for her? It was my what, wife, yeah. But will you hate it when we surprise you? Depends. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, I was going to say is that the thing that is the lowest part of the consideration of this process you is you feel? hating it or not. In fact, you hating it is kind of an incentive to yeah, do it. Yeah, we really need to do something. Not because we care. We just... Do we, we really want to make him we mad. We, we do uh-huh. care and don't care that you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. We care and we want to see the pain. Yeah. Like what would uh, I just, we, just, I mean just so that we know what to steer away from? <laughs> what would make something hateable? <laughs> Don't make it a dress up party. Yeah. Like Ooh. formal or costumes? Oh, either. Costume party. Let me, party let me for just Zach. wear what I want. I hate wear. costumes, but I would wear a costume for a surprise <laughs> birthday party oh for Zach. I just oh, remember man. that is the one thing when Joyce. What do you me. mean? Costumes or dress up? Co- they're just costumes. I hate them both. I hate wearing formal. I had to wear formal for my twenty-first surprise party, and then how did they get joined, you to wear formal? What did they? I don't know. This person who threw it for me told my parents to say, "We're taking you out told somewhere." Told your parents. My parents. Where were you were at twenty-one? Town. It was at North Central. It was weird. You should have been there. <laughs> your parents were there. It was. Your parents it was were there. Very weird. <laughs> Everything about it was weird. There's some complexity to it that I can't even get into, but it was so weird. Hey, Greg and I have sat in the back seat with you when your mom is in the front seat, just yeah. gushing about. Yeah. Zachary. Do your guys' parents still do that to you whenever yes. they get the chance? My mother, oh, I can't. It's yeah. not comfortable. And you I know, when like he it. was seven, he was just the most respectful, <laughs> smartest, <laughs> most athletic. <laughs> he loved video games. He's so. I don't, my mom doesn't have a southern accent at all, but that's, oh. that's where I go to. Yeah, it was I'm, great. That's bad. I'm going to definitely be that. I'm going to be that for my children. Yeah. It's, it's going to okay. be bad. So. Some formula, so we could, if we could bring some family in from out of town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could get you dressed up. Costume or fancy clothing. Make it a complete surprise. Actually, if you'll... To if you'll, scare you if with you'll, it? If you'll schedule it during when I have to be doing something else really important Ooh, that I have to skip. That, well, that works for me, too, if you want to 
Yeah. Make something fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. Screw uh, screw my plans up. <laughs> one time you, one time we had people visit us from out of town as a surprise. As a surprise. Which was fine. It was nice. I hate uh, that. They were staying with us, apparently. <laughs> surprise staying with you? Yeah. Oh. And then, but the thing that was the best thing about the surprise, which all of that I'm totally fine with, but the thing is, is just like, you're, you're going to be here for two days, and, and I have two very full days. Yeah. And so, oh, no. I'm sorry you came. Have fun <laughs> exploring. Yeah. Yeah. The mall is at the Sixth end of Street. 35W. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, have oh, fun. that's awful. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I wouldn't handle that well. Nope. I do like I'm surprised things. you let them stay, though. It's fine. If someone surprise shows up at my house, <sighs> I'd give them the list of hotels nearby. <laughs> I'd let them stay, but I'd be like, give me a few minutes while I clean your room for you. <laughs> Sit on the couch Ooh. and watch a movie. I'd be I'll s- be back. <laughs> be so uncomfortable. Really? Well, I'm going to be inviting some people over to your house to stay. <laughs> <Good> luck. Uh, <laughs> they can sleep in the dog bed. Yuck. I don't have feelings about birthdays, but I definitely don't like, like the last, well, this year is pretty good, but the last four or five years, like it's in this season of illness, like Jack was diagnosed mm. around my birthday and then the following, and then spent like a month in the hospital. And then the year after he got really sick with like a stomach bug mm. and spent a week in the hospital. And then after that, we still had like stomach bugs, but I knew how to like handle it. And then yeah. I had a really bad flu. So it was like every year we got really, really sick around my birthday. So I got a little yeah. mad at the world, yeah, even well. though like I don't really need to like like birthdays themselves. It's not, but I want to like do something yeah. fun. So I definitely, I guess I have feelings about that. Like yeah. I want to have fun. It's interesting how like pain points over time can, I don't want to call them triggers, but they can create these moments of like recollection during mm-hmm. seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah why me, don't you want to call them triggers? Well, I just don't, really, <laughs> I don't want to overuse the word. When they are, they are in fact like triggers. There's no other yeah. way to describe them. Like I, Christmas was always my favorite growing up, and I still love it. But now Christmas has so many negative associations yeah. that every season when it comes, there's just these things I experience emotionally that I, I, I can't prevent them. They just happen, yeah. and it's yeah. like that's interesting. That's weird. Yeah. That like it's just kind of part of life. Sometimes we get these moments that become future trigger points mm-hmm. well you gotta work through it because when you get to be my age you could potentially have a lot of trigger points <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the uh, other thing about triggers i know this has nothing to do with success the conversation we're gonna have today but like i think there's a way to work through and to to manage <laughs> triggers like what is a trigger even like i has a lot to, a, to do with what we're talking about today maybe yeah i listen to a guy who talks about like what is a trigger? Like, you're, as a human, you're not a gun. Like, yes, we use the phrasing, we use the language of being triggered, but you don't, you don't have some, tri- like, you can't find a trigger somewhere inside of you. So what is it that we're experiencing when we say the words, I'm triggered by something? So really breaking down, like, yeah. we have expectations that we want to be met, and they're not met. And we can't manage the externals, but what does it look like for us to start the work, the process of managing our own expectations? Hmm. Figuring out what we actually need and then figuring out that maybe we won't be able to get what we need every time and like walking through that process. That's hard. Yeah. I don't want to go there, which is why I get triggered because I, I don't want to deal with, wow, I have needs and wow, these needs might not get met. Mm-hmm. So I just push it all off until the moment comes where bad things happen against my expectations. Yeah. and Yeah. Well, talking about a trigger in 
John chapter 16, which we're 15, 16, we're looking at the end of this today. The, what a trigger moment of being kicked out of the temple was like, if you, in Jesus's time in this group as just, you know, Jewish people, as having these, you know, connection, affiliation, uh, affection towards Jerusalem, to the temple, to all these things. <clears throat> One thing that was a, a, a clear threat that the, Jesus and the disciples were in proximity of repeatedly through the religious authorities was this, um, you better look out or we're going to kick you out of the temple, which was the, the reciprocating impact of that was huge, but how that affected your family, how it affected your future, how it affected all these things. And uh, Jesus goes, and so when they do that, <laughs> which... Uh, here is this moment where Jesus is disarming this and going, hey, uh, remember I just called you friend, and uh, as a friend, they're probably going to treat you like they treat me. Mm. And so when they kick you out of the temple, yeah. uh, don't uh, don't get wrecked. Yeah. Which is like, why do we get so blindsided by these hard moments? I thought that this morning, that why do I have moments where I, my car breaks down and I'm blindsided? Or, Greg, I don't know if it's a blindside for you, but any day that it comes by that is like a buster bar day for you. Like, <laughs> would you say you're blindsided by those days or do you expect them? Because for me, I don't, I don't expect the moments of like my car breaking down or things going hard. But I feel like Jesus is literally saying, expect that things are actually yeah. going to really suck. And that's okay. And don't let it throw you off. Like, there's so much more to the, the journey and the process than just getting stuck in the hard thing that comes up. I mean, this is jumping forward. I'm totally just robbing Greg from being able to say something. Do you want to, do you want to say something like that? <laughs> no, I probably didn't have anything to add. <laughs> but where we're, where we're going in this, it's, just, it, it's mind-bending to me, is that um, the the John hyperlink in this is really throwing us back to John chapter 9 where the man who was born blind, the disciples see him they go, who sinned that this guy would be blind from birth, him or his parents and the this interaction quickly moves away from that it's that, that God would be glorified in this moment and the God being glorified in this moment is uh, this guy really stands up to the religious religious authorities and is kicked out of the kicked synagogue. The temple, yeah. He's kicked out of the, the temple. <laughs> and when he's kicked out, Jesus comes to him and goes, what's happening? He goes, I don't know. Uh, do you believe in the Messiah? Yeah, I, I wish I could meet the Messiah. So you've, you're meeting him. And then there's this moment where, again, that God would be glorified like that. Just the beauty of the, the what's happening is that this man then starts to worship Jesus in this moment. And when the worst was happening, he has this intimate relationship, connection, and even worship of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so it took all the worst to be in this, like, uh, where do you find God? Where do you find connection? Where do you find relationship? Where do you find peace? Where do you find healing? It's all in the temple. Well, here I've been kicked out of it, and it's here. Yeah, It's right here. And Jesus is looking at his disciples and going, hey, don't worry, when it all hits, we're still, we're still friends. Yeah. 
I think too, like when I'm like going back to that trigger word, like I feel like when I'm triggered, it is sneaky. Like there's sneaky little things that happen. Yeah. And I am pretty impulsive in those moments. Like just my, <laughs> I'm just response. Like I, you know, like it's not like I'm thinking through it. I'm just respond. Like I always think of Peter, like just cutting that guy's ear off. Like oh, that's sure. just where, like internally, I just don't have that like stop and think and mm-hmm. that like it's definitely like fight or flight i just go right to like fight yeah. and like knowing that like jesus saw all that and like saw mm. that moment and like even in our triggered moments like he's glorified in it because like i go to shame and like why can't i figure that out why can't i mm. stop myself from being impulsive why can't i think before you know yelling at somebody or getting mad or being frustrated or whatever it is like, why can't I think? But even still, like, Jesus is somehow glorified in my messiness and yeah. my super imperfections. Yeah, and yeah. I think for me, it's the, it's not, like, triggered, like, angry, but it is, it is like, I'm going to, it's a saying off of a list that Zach has started writing of things I say. But it's things oh, like, yeah. it's hard for me to be nice when I'm surprised by stupid. It's this reality of, like, <laughs> yeah. when I am confronted with something in the world that shouldn't be how it is. It's yeah. hard for me to like stop myself from being a mean person. It's yeah. like it's not that yeah. it's not that like I'm offended or anything. It's just like how uh, what like you you couldn't figure that out or you didn't do that like it's those are those are my moments. Yeah. Where, and the, the extremes though which I think that we're probably all in the I don't know what there's probably not the good spectrum, but the extremes <laughs> being you know, the, where the disciples were, that when they would see or feel suffering, they would immediately associate it to their own failure. Yeah. And, sure, yeah. And see suffering in others and would associate it to their failure. Yeah. And so there's that end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum is like where Paul's at in Romans chapter 5, where he goes, Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because what if it produces what it does produce? And um, I do think... Uh, Paul was declaring this out of faith, not necessarily out of perfect execution. I don't think that Paul was perfect in this. But sure. I do think that the the thing to aim for is that when we see suffering or trial in ourselves or in others, to see it as an opportunity, not as a moment of like you're being judged by God because you're a failure. Yeah. yeah. I think we get it weird sometimes where we go, we end with the the question of this kind of pendulum swing of either being on one far end of well all of my suffering in life is just because I'm such a failure mm. or the other end of suffering being this thing to be excited about but the, mm. the far far end of that is like this Christian masochism of yep. yeah I'm just God I know I'm supposed to be excited because I'm, I'm failing and I'm suffering and I just gotta get excited about it and mm-hmm. that that breaks down really, really quickly. Uh, to yeah. just like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna really enjoy the suffering. But like, what does it, what does it mean to actually sit in like, take, take your own story and like the things that you would look at as suffering, you would look at as failure, and to see that you're not trying to suffer them with excitement so that like God could be happy, but like literally he's, he's with you in that. Mm-hmm. What can it produce like? Sitting in that process is really hard. Yeah. I don't want to sit in my own. I don't want to, like, look at my own sufferings, my own failures as, like, things to sit in. 
I, I would just get them away from me. Like, push yeah. my push my failures, my sufferings away from me as far as quickly as possible. Get them done so I can get on with being good. And well, I I think you know there one aspect of culture that Jesus was addressing that was the first person right there moment culture was that when you would see suffering, it was directly correlated to a sin or a failure. Yeah. So it's like. You know, the reason yeah. you're blind is because somebody sinned. The reason that you lost your job is because somebody sinned. The reason that, and um, sin meaning you know messed up in relationship with God or whatever. And I think that it's so easy to go, man, that was that would be really rough to live in that world. But then to go, in our own evaluation, like we are not yeah. far from that. No. Yeah. No. I That's, mean, we totally go like when I like when I'm praying through things and trying to process like. You know, like even with church planting, like, you know, asking God to kind of open doors and shut doors and all of these things. Yep. And sometimes those shut doors feel like, like because out of a result of something wrong I did. And it's not necessarily that's the truth. It's just, yep. it's just the door is shut. You know, there's not all of these stories that we tell ourselves about why or what happened over here. And there's just simple yeah. Sometimes it's not always simple. Like processing through suffering, I don't think it's simple. But sometimes the answer of why something happened yeah. is not as complex as we try to make yeah. it out yeah. to be. Today would have gone better if I didn't sin so much. Right. Which is true and also right. not true. Right. There's Because yeah. one extreme of this is to say that, well, there's no consequence to sin. Yeah. And I don't think... Uh, and I've... There's a, quite a bit of writing on this, is that God doesn't have to cast much judgment for sin because sin carries its own yeah. penalties. And, yeah. I, and I, don't, I don't know what the extreme of that or what the reality of that is, but I do think that doing stupid stuff can yield some painful things. Yeah. But when you experience painful things, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's... It it's not because your mother dead. and your father were sinning. Well, or, not always. Or, I mean, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But. What if what if grace is enough that yeah. uh, the suffering you face is not because of what you did, just yeah. because there's suffering? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, what does it look like to take every moment and to see that God invites us to see it from the perspective of this moment is so that God can be glorified? Hmm. And when he says glorified here, Jesus, I think... We read all throughout the New Testament that he's actually invited us into his glory. He's invited us into his partnership to be literally one with him. So it's like, uh, so that God may be glorified, yes. But it doesn't mean that you're you're on the outside looking in. Like, you come into, like, be part of. Yeah, but the poetry of all this is that in John 9, that moment of incredible connection was at the end of this narrative when this man had been kicked out yeah. and excommunicated from his culture. Yeah. And in that moment, Jesus goes, sought him out and connected with him, revealed himself to him, and there was like, and it was see there. Yeah. So getting there today is probably like, there's the art of that narrative, of that story, but then there's, I think that we're called to walk in the reality of that. Yeah. Many, many steps, not overnight. I think it's good to take that next step in conversation today and on Sunday and continually moving forward. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know if we talked about anything today, did we? Yeah, I think it was good. Birthday parties. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I had totally forgotten that it was my birthday. Happy 53rd birthday. (laughs) 53.